From Humber College, in association with the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra, my name is Mark Whale and this is the Music Listening Project. One of my earliest musical memories is of my mother telling me the story of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, the advancing French army and the retreating Russian army, illustrating the story with chess pieces. She described how the Russians retreated ahead of the French, burning their own villages to deprive the French of supplies. I'm not certain of the accuracy of this story, as I strain to remember the details of Tolstoy's War and Peace, but I do know that after Napoleon won the Battle of Borodino in 1812, just 75 miles short of Moscow, Kutuzov's army retreated into the countryside behind Moscow, leaving the French free to enter the city, but lacking supplies and in a greatly weakened state. The French found themselves in an empty city with no food or fuel, and with parts of it burned to the ground and the onset of winter. Deprived of a victorious conquest and utterly deflated, Napoleon made the decision to brave the Russian winter and march his army back to France. As he left, the Russians attacked and destroyed his army. Tchaikovsky has used musical conventions to represent the ideas, things and actions and make up the story he is telling. The question for me is whether what is interesting about the music, the reason it is worth listening to, is that it tells a story. In other words, is the music interesting because it represents characters and events in a story we can understand? Or is it interesting because of the specifically musical development that takes place, a kind of musical growth that is related to the music story but not reducible to it? The recording we are going to listen to is made by the Berlin Philharmonic under the baton of Herbert von Karajan. that sound like to you? I have never properly listened to it before, but now I realise when I listen closely that it is basically a hymn, a Russian Orthodox hymn. The melody moves in very small steps, and the parts move together, synchronised in close harmony. In terms of representation, it symbolised the prayers of the Russian people as they asked God to help them in the forthcoming invasion. In fact, Karian, the conductor, in one recording actually employs a church choir. I now want to jump to the section where the army, I think the Russian army, enters. We can tell it's an army from the drums. They have a military tune 
which bears a resemblance to the rising hymn tune from the beginning. See whether you can hear that resemblance. Took me a while. So remember the hymn tune goes da da dee da. I hear as three sections to what we've just heard. The military tune at the beginning with the accompanying side drums. And then over the top of that, you have the strings going. This very kind of expansive, almost more pastoral, dreamy melody. And then all of that descends into this uneasy, almost rhythmically confused body at the end, this kind of octave leap. So the I think could derive from it's very similar. But whatever it does, it provides a kind of musical cohesion. And then out of that that second tune comes. So just take a listen to that again. And then that top tune is related still it's a kind of rising scale so it kind of organically grows out of that which is so neat because the two motifs are so different
the bit I'm saying is rhythmically confusing. It seems like a complete mess there. You've got da-ya, da-ya, all these da-ya's um, happening um, at different intervals in the strings. And so we really are in a moment of real uncertainty. And the only thing that really seems clear is this da-ya, da which is a C-flat, actually, which doesn't really belong, well, doesn't belong to the key of E-flat major that the piece is written in. And now, listen to what happens to that octave. This is incredibly energetic and, and very exciting. Tchaikovsky is using three techniques here to achieve that. The first is the picking up of this octave, dum and he creates a longer note at the top. It's called a tied note or a dotted note. Dun dee, ba 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 dum. That long tied note kind of propels then the very very fast short sixteenth notes. Bum bee. So there's the tied note, the delayed note, and then the, the rush of 16th notes. And then there are offbeats, and you can hear the accents. So there are accents in the strings that don't occur on the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, which would be if the accents came on the one, two, three, four, the accents go with the beat, and the off beats would be And the next thing you're going to hear is what I'm calling diminution. So a shortening, again, a fragment that's taken from or the musical material and just repeated. And so the fragment that he's going to take is this. So that's the music. And then he just takes. serves to propel the music forward and give you this uneasy on the edge of your seat feeling there's the diminution and now we get one of our musical conventions the French national anthem. We don't hear the whole thing. We just hear again a fragment of that at this point, which indicates to us that the French are coming.
but again, the question is, is, is it interesting because, oh, now we know something about the story and we have this drama happening in the story? Or is it interesting because this tune is, is so different, so strident in comparison to the nervous scatterings of the 16th notes of the rest of the orchestra? love that bit where suddenly you get this vista opening up and it is the expansiveness of these larger arcing themes so we have these short energetic disjointed breathless phrases and then these contrasting sweeping arcs and and the way that just at the moment we got to uh, the music kind of spills over ba da da dee da da dee da da dee These are the Russians being gradually ground into the ground. It's a great story, and listening to 16 minutes of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture is probably a more efficient way of getting the gist of the plot than reading Tolstoy's massive War and Peace. But for me, what is compelling about the 1812 Overture is not merely the story the music tells, but the dramatic development of the music, the growth that takes place in terms of the musical materials as the story unfolds. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You've been listening to the 1812 Overture recorded there by Herbert von Karajan and the Berlin Philharmonic. This was a music listening project podcast. If you are interested in other podcasts in this series, please tune in to the music listening project on iTunes.